Our reading is from Toni Morrison in her acceptance speech for the Nobel Prize in Literature that she received in 1993. And she said, The systematic looting of language can be recognized by the tendency of its users to forego its nuanced, complex, midwifery properties for menace and subjugation. Oppressive language does more than represent violence. It is violence. Does more than represent the limits of knowledge. It limits knowledge. Whether it is obscuring state language or the faux language of mindless media, whether it is the proud but calcified language of the academy or the commodity-driven language of science, whether it is the malign language of law without ethics or language designed for the estrangement of minorities, hiding its racist plunder in its literary cheek, it must be rejected and altered and exposed. It is the language that drinks blood, laps vulnerabilities, tucks its fascist boots under crinolines of respectability and patriotism, patriotism as it moves relentlessly toward the bottom line and the bottomed out mind. All that language is typical of policing languages of mastery and cannot, do not, permit new knowledge or encourage the mutual exchange of ideas. Here ends the reading. I begin the sermon with the message and music from the artist and Unitarian Universalist Issei Barnwell. For each child that's born, a morning star rises and sings to the universe who we are. For each child that's born, a morning star rises and sings to the universe who we are. We are our grandmother's prayers. We are our grandfather's dreamings. We are the breath of our ancestors. We are the Spirit of God. After the events of this past week, I find myself at the intersection of power and imagination. Imagination is the soul matters theme for this month. And I had been looking forward to something that had the promise of, well, some fun and some playfulness compared to the gravity of recent months. With the theme of imagination, uh, some of the first images that were coming to my mind, well, included the Muppets and Rainbow Connection, for example. We've been watching a lot of Muppets in our house. But it's also, imagination is also beautiful music and art and rocket ships and plain old wonder and wow that shows up in nature and in jokes and in games. Silliness 
seems priceless right now, as does full-throated laughter. Imagination is in the sweetness of sharing something lovely in a good story. All of these things that would feed the soul. Not that the messages of this month wouldn't have had substance, but the prospect of a little bit of lightness was really attractive. And in being part of human institutions, both social and religious, I'm aware of how the universe has other plans, no matter what I do to create a schedule. The events of the past week, with the election results of Georgia, the challenge to the presidential election, and the attempted coup at the U.S. Capitol, make the exploration of imagination, well, it makes it more relevant and more immediate. As we begin in 2021, it seemed right already to begin with claiming imagination and understanding power and impact. And because of recent events, the title remains the same and the need becomes more urgent. So here we are at the intersection of power and imagination and in this moment, in the specific manifestation of language. Now, to say something about imagination, it is the capacity or even the activity of forming new ideas, of concepts, of discovering images that are not currently in existence. Imagination is our ability to be resourceful and creative and find new approaches or other frames or perspectives. Imagination is thinking creatively, it is essential to solving problems, whether ones that are present with us or kind of intuited or perceived or anticipated. Now, of course, with imagination, there is a great deal of fancy as well. There is play and dreaming and exploring. Um, science fiction and fantasy, for example, lets us work with imaginary situations where we can try out ideas. Art and music, of course, are essential expressions of imagination as well. Even engineering, I know the engineers out there would agree, can get a bit wacky. Um, one of the videos that came across our social media feeds in recent weeks was from Boston, was of robots dancing. So engineering, too, is a great play with imagination. We get to entertain the great question of what if. Imagination also has its problems. It's not all for glory and wonder and good. As the black author Adrienne Marie Brown tells us, it is the imagination of white people that brown, black, and all people of color are more dangerous. She says, imagination turns brown bombers into terrorists 
and white bombers into mentally ill victims. Imagination gives us borders, superiority, gives us race as an indicator of ability. Imagination can be quite fraught and used as a weapon against our very humanity. Now, power, let me just say a little bit about power. That is the ability to act, to have influence, to direct events or feelings or results, whether potential or actual. There is power within, there is power without, there is power with. It can be relational, hierarchical, intertwined, independent, and certainly the nature of power is very personal. It is also in community. It is systemic. Far before us do we receive legacies of agency and far beyond us do we have impact. It is all this and more. There's also the absence of power when we feel disrespected, where there are circumstances beyond our control. What do we actually feel like we can shift and change and have agency over in our lives? And certainly, the absence of power has been a significant conversation of this past year. It's really something that the contradiction we are living, that the best way to stay safe from each other is to stay home and do a lot less than what, we, what many of us had been doing in our lives before the pandemic. We are having object lessons in power this year. We have leaders who are trying to keep people safe, making use of the authority they have and the commitments they have agreed to serve, knowing that that use of advice and guidance and power would be so disruptive for school, for health, for work, for our lives. We are in more need of imagination this year, the kind that keeps us resilient and able to, to respond thoughtfully and creatively in every condition that we are faced with, in every moment of wondering what we can actually have influence over, and to figure out most urgently how to care for each other. That is one of the most powerful places where power and imagination intersect. How can we be good stewards of all of us? One of the specific ways that power in imagination is made tangible is indeed in language. What we say, how we say it. And what concerns me, and in this moment, how our language lives and defines our world in messages and what we have been told and what we say to others. As human beings, we listen to ourselves and to others when we are described and told who we are. 
For months, people in power have been telling others lies about people of color, about the nature of our democracy, and about the right to speak up against violence perpetuated by law enforcement. People have been saying that the ways that people that democracy has spoken up in our elections, uh, that the ways that people of color are uh, expressing their concerns about systemic uh, oppression in our society, that all of those are not okay. And now it has culminated in this time and in this month. The Electoral College votes were to be accepted on schedule in a ceremony that is usually peaceful and without a lot of drama. But not this time. Members of both houses of Congress were willing to challenge what has been a clear result in our democratic process for the election of our next president. That elected officials felt they could follow through on challenging the election for their own benefit and ambition and not feel there would be any consequences for the senators and representatives who knowingly argued against the results of the presidential election and created a show of this is a terrible and sad manifestation of imagination. It is a deeply cynical move to think that there wouldn't be any consequence to such action. There is something to be said for the degree of shock on some of their faces, those who were speaking against and starting to challenge as an outward indication of what kind of dreams were interrupted, that their illusions were being disrupted. As Toni Morrison says, oppressive language is violence. Elected leaders worked to disenfranchise millions of voters all at once by the challenge to the election. And such violence is not undone, even though it had no real chance of changing the ultimate result. And then, and then there was the current president encouraging violence and taking over the process by physical force. And that encouragement was also months in the making by rhetoric, by repetitive speeches, by communication, by oppressive language. That anyone died along with those who were injured is profoundly sad. And those lives and the losses are also the fruits of a person who has a history of speaking violently against women, against people of color, against the disabled, against the poor, against the disempowered, against anyone not perceived to have power. We have been subject to such violence for years by particular individuals 
but also by the law as a result of the long term use of such power and the dreaming that led to say this is how we're going to exercise control over the people our task our task in the face of such hardship and sorrow and legacy of language is to claim our imagination and our own power and our language from john lewis's story of how he was experiencing being buffeted by the winds but his story was not just about him but about all the times in which humanity has been buffeted by the winds around us things that would that would make our lives fall apart and for me in this moment the wind in the story is that violent oppressive language and i loved lewis's aunt's solution that she understood enough of the problem enough of what was coming at them to hold hands and start to find the power to save the moment to save their very lives and to keep trying and moving to find the places where you can sit still and stop the winds from shifting everything no matter what that constant wind was doing and people have been holding hands and finding those places to be together for a very long time little by little year after year people have been organizing in response to the systemic disenfranchisement of voters who are people of color or are impoverished or are otherwise less than in our systems and we saw the results we saw the results of this in the early voting before the november election and we have seen it this month again particularly from women of color who made all the difference in georgia this month in that intersection of imagination and power and language it lives this is also the reason to celebrate and cherish the vision that has been pursued for years and for decades and for indeed centuries because that expression of imagination and action and language of power speaking to the people and the people speaking to each other that that kind of motivation and mobilization is so deeply feared by the people who want all the power for themselves as adrian marie brown says as speaking as she does as a person of color i must engage my own imagination to break free 
our task. Our task. Each of us must engage imagination from our respective places in society, in our system, in our communities, in our theologies. The task of Unitarian Universalism is to engage in the liberal religious capacity for vision. Our theology claims a willingness to learn and explore. That we do better together than when we are separate. And we do so. We do this work together not to feed our pride, but in service of compassion and justice. We know it's not an either or, you know, use for good or use for evil, that we are all mixes of all the systems and language and power and imagination that we have received, that are within us. But we can indeed use the great power we have, our agency, to understand our neighbor's perspective. Let us use our power to affirm the worth and dignity of others, and let us speak truth as best as we can to each other when we mess up in this work, and to the institutions that have created and we have created and that we need to transform. As Toni Morrison tells us, the choice is ours. May we, in this pursuit, in this great work of vision, may we choose life, choose our power, and choose our vision to make a world more whole.